there's no one way to be a road scholar uh which is important to keep in mind because they don't sit there with a checklist of prioritized activities of one activity over the other at the end of the day the scholarship is meant to assess your personality and character Hello and welcome back to the One Take Show podcast. In this episode we are in conversation with incredible Anupriya Donchak. Anupriya is a Rhodes scholar and an incoming BCL candidate in Oxford University. She is about to graduate from NLU Delhi. In this episode we talk about everything that concerns Rhodes scholarship. Obviously we talk about the application process. We also try to figure out if there is a road map that law students can follow in the law schools that can help them become a more suitable candidate for a scholarship like roads and we also learn more about how and why one should pick a scholarship like roads and what are the ancillary factors that can help us for example sops voluntary work or any other such factors which are really involved in this entire process if you like this episode make sure you like share and subscribe to the channel if you have any suggestions or feedbacks write them down in the comment section i would love to read them as so ladies and gentlemen without further ado let's jump right in Anupriya welcome to the one take show it is truly an honor and i'm so happy to have you on this podcast i think uh, with time i have really looked up to certain law students who have pushed the envelope and when i was researching for this episode i was reading your linkedin profile i mean truly that profile itself is a role model so thank you so much for joining me for this conversation i'm truly truly happy that we had this opportunity thank you costa for having me and for that very very kind introduction uh before we begin i just wanted to like to anyone who's listening i hope they're keeping safe their family is doing okay in these times and also if you're listening and you have the resources to help out please do donate to covid relief efforts because we're all in this together but the pandemic has worsened inequalities in our country like never before absolutely especially uh, i think when we talk about states specifically uh, there is situation is just getting worse i don't need to get into the specifics i'm still sort of in middle of all of that hopefully uh, holding strong uh, nonetheless uh, we all need to keep uh, going strong with this process eventually we'll get out of it but before we get into this conversation obviously everyone is waiting to hear more and more about your experience with roads and everything that went right for you everything that you realize worked for you and all but before that i think it's really important that we learned from your experience in law school so my first query was obviously that did you always have it in your mind that you have to curate a profile in law school that is going to help you or aid you for any application process like roads maybe down the line not at all i think especially in the formative years of law school um i knew like everyone does you get to hear from the grapevine that there's a scholarship like the roads uh we all i think knew about it by first year that only one person has backed it but honestly that was all uh i came to law school with an open mind and to try different things uh with respect to my law school journey as well i feel that uh in so for instance the things that now in hindsight stand out to me were things that were not planned as such 
so during our first year we had a couple of really passionate professors and a few very emotional lectures where the entire class was very moved so you come to law school you're in your bubble and then you learn about these things that compel you to think outside of it and for the term papers that i was writing then i just wanted to do justice to the course that was being taught and the professor who was teaching it it was only like during the viva stage or when i was getting feedback on my paper was i told that it's a paper that can potentially be published and that's i think one of the first instances when someone that i really respected reposed faith in me and i felt that i could make meaningful contributions but again this wasn't a very engineered process all i was trying to do was to make the most of what my professors were teaching me then right right and uh, you've done almost everything in law school you've debated um, you've participated in some debates i saw mukman there and you've uh, participated in negotiation mediation competitions for example boso and uh, i believe you mooted as well you've written obviously you've written a lot uh, when i was researching on it there were uh, tons of papers and articles that you worked on and even recently you've been writing very actively so all of all these various activities that a law student could undertake what do you think is the most uh, perhaps useful if we talk about from a particular perspective of a scholarship what are the activities that one should keep in mind while being in law school that could help them out for this purposes of the scholarship right so um, there's no one way to be a road scholar uh, which is important to keep in mind because they don't sit there with a checklist of prioritized activities of one activity over the other at the end of the day the scholarship is meant to assess your personality and character and even the criteria that they assess you on are very broadly worded and it depends on candidates how they link their experiences to demonstrate that they fulfill that criteria so it's not like most take precedence over something like publications uh if you're applying for a postgraduate uh, degree then show sure, academics assume importance what i can tell you about the road scholarship is the four criteria that they judge candidates on the first is academic excellence then the ability to use your talents to the fullest academic excellence you can show through your grades through papers that you've written research projects etc ability to use your talents to the fullest again you can show through your co-curriculars extracurriculars uh sport art music dance theater anything actually like which just shows that you're a whole person uh who has interests beyond just uh you know what's there on your cv uh then there's truth courage devotion to duty and moral force of character and instincts to lead again it's not i mean you don't need to have opened an ngo in order to be able to demonstrate things like these it's just about the work that you've done and how you think that ties into these criteria uh people don't reverse engineer the process so you can't think about these criteria and then do work the work that you put in always precedes your desire to apply for the scholarship right. applying for the scholarship is a byproduct of you know your passions and interests mm-hmm. absolutely so your entire law school does not need to be predetermined in order to clear the scholarship a very fruitful sort of a law school would automatically help you if you are really passionate about the scholarship is that what you suggested 
yeah and it's not even i mean you can't write about your journey or predict your journey before undertaking it i think it's counterproductive to make a very rigid plan and then stick to it concretely because you give up on the opportunities for self exploration and discovery that law school provides otherwise so right right i had one very interesting question which i think the last conversation on roads that i had was with manchus ravi jain and uh, i couldn't ask him this question but it's a very interesting one although roads scholarship is de facto one of the most reputed scholarships available why did you choose roads um, and uh, was there a particular intention in mind uh, before choosing oxford or was it just because roads offered the possible opportunities that it did so for me uh, during law school i really enjoyed analytical work and i was appreciated uh, for it during my internships and during various projects that i took up which is why i was started to uh, i had started to think seriously about reading for a postgraduate degree in law then i think the bachelor of civil law program at oxford sits very well with my courses of interest which is why that was always uh, i mean not always but by the end of third year beginning of fourth year when i decided that i could potentially apply for a masters degree so that was something that i would be interested in then uh, the roads is obviously an extremely prestigious scholarship as you said and uh, but i think for me one of the other motivators to apply also was that it assesses your personality and character holistically and the point of the scholarship is not which is why i mean you can choose to do any course at uh, oxford and you don't have to stick to what uh, you've written about in your personal statement or anything but it's the fact that they assess candidates based on their motivations what drives them uh, and i thought that that was something that really fascinated me that they're not just judging candidates based on what's there on their cv or what grades that they've got also it is an extremely extremely inspiring community when i was applying for the scholarship and researching uh, i came across amazing work that scholars had done in the past and i think it's an opportunity to learn so much uh, if you're a part of a community that's as inspiring as the roads right right and subsequently when you talk about this applic- this entire scholarship one of the biggest factors that one has to take into consideration is that it's very difficult one of the uh, perhaps one of the most difficult scholarships to get uh, especially when one wants to study uh, law in uh, post graduation so when we talk about this application process particularly i think we can divide this part of the conversation in two parts one is the application process itself and the second one is the interview so with respect to the application process did you have a particular experience for example anyone who's watching this conversation would absolutely love to know about your uh, strategies or perhaps the tips and tricks that you use uh, with respect to the sops or letter of recommendation or something that all was involved so could you please give us a little bit of an insight in that area right so for the personal statement it's a 1000 word statement that needs to tell your story um it has to be it, it has to reveal who you are and most of the questions in the interview are based on things that you said in your personal statement or your cv which is why it's important to be authentic uh, and honest in that because the interview process is pretty rigorous and thorough what i did was uh, i would the 
writing the personal statement involves a lot of introspection so i would take long walks sometimes or just generally keep it at the back of my mind i was preparing for other things as well at the same time so but because it was at the back of my mind whenever i had a thought about what my personal statement could be or what i could include out of my experience in it i would just jot it down so either create a word document or just write it down if you prefer longhand uh other than that talking to friends or people who've known you over a very long period of time also helps if you're confused about something or if you want their insight um and then the application also involves submitting six letters of recommendation the point is those letters of recommendation is for six people to vouch for you to attest to your character personality potential in detail so it's important to choose people who would be as invested in your application as you are and people who can comment closely and in detail about your abilities what i did was i reached out to fortunately everyone agreed so i reached out to three of my professors as my academic references who i'd worked on long term projects with for my non academic references i reached out to my sports coach who i trained with in high school when i was playing badminton nationals and to other people that i didn't turn with during law school uh that's for your lors and they are definitely a distinguishing factor for the scholarship committee to consider because six people's detailed accounts about a candidate can be really uh revealing other than that uh, you have to submit a two page curriculum vitae which is pretty standard for the interview we had three interviews even though usually there's only two interviews that are conducted and that's again a very rigorous process where they quiz you on your cv your sop and your general motivations and character and things that are happening in the world and your ability to form an informed opinion about everything that's going on right right so uh, maybe we can go backwards from here when we talk about interview the first question that obviously comes to my mind is that there must be two types of questions obviously three interviews very rigorous process must have required a lot of preparation so firstly what was your preparation like for interviews and secondly were there certain questions that you could call the hr questions the template questions that we should naturally prepare for or that we should expect and finally when there were questions which were specific in nature how did you tackle them right so a uh, a good thing i think about the entire interview process was that the the interviews differ amongst each other but the questions at least from my experience they were very tailored to my application so they were not your stock questions or your generic hr questions they were actually they reflected the fact that the panelists had spent time reviewing applications and uh, they were invested in the interview process so the first interview was a preliminary interview and uh, it had panelists who were from the legal field so it was more technical than the other interviews but at the same time you know i mean this would differ for everyone so they do quiz you on things like your hobbies how you're keeping up uh what's there on your personal statement uh, apart from the technical bits the other interview had a panel which was very diverse there was an anthropologist a historian um and there was just one lawyer on the panel and people from other fields so in interviews like these it's important to make your to be able to make your ideas intelligible to those 
who are not lawyers by profession and my strategy for preparing for these interviews was to prepare elevator pitches for the research that i had done so that i was not making the panelists go through everything which is very obvious in my research but only talking to them about the most interesting findings uh in a very like short summarized way apart from that uh, it's important to think about questions that would arise when someone reads your cv so what you would call hr questions to think about your motivations and how you would articulate them to a committee that's asking you questions about that it's a detailed process and honestly um the second interview this i mean they just keep asking you follow up questions based on what you say it was very thorough for me uh every panelist had i think prepared questions that they wanted to ask me but also were asking impromptu follow up questions so they'd come with certain questions which were related to their field and which had intersections with my areas of interest and their field so it's important to be thorough with everything that you've done i watched a lot of online content as well i saw a lot of webinars uh, because that was there was an explosion of uh, online teaching and lectures etc on youtube and i quite enjoyed the preparation process despite the stress because it was basically reading in more detail about things that i'd worked on and things that i was interested in absolutely and was there any question that stood out for you that you still remember maybe give us a taste of what exactly the interview was like was there any question that stood out for you um so in my final interview i was asked that i have worked on intellectual property and also equality law a lot and i was asked that they are often thought of as very disparate fields so equality law is uh, your classic public law subject and intellectual property is a private law you know mostly to deal with contracts corporates and i think that was a very interesting question and that spoke directly to my interests interests and that allowed me to also articulate the intersections that i saw between the two subjects which had inspired me so i mean questions are like that they're not mm-hmm. just very generic they're very tailored to the work that you've done right that is in fact a very interesting question i'm almost tempted to stop this conversation about rules and talk about that particular question which if i may be lucky i would uh, get to learn more about this in future from you but uh, maybe going a little back when we talk about the application process there are two major questions that come to my mind firstly when it comes to a template profile for example there are expectations that you must have a very good cgpa in your law school or that your academic performances need to be very good or that you must have a holistic uh, co-curricular background for example you must have a sports background or you might have a cultural background uh, when i say culture i mean obviously dance drama or anything of that sort uh, and that you must have done some community service and all when these various factors come into play how indispensable do they get for example if someone has not been in sports or if someone might have not done very good in academics or maybe someone has not uh debated march or has mooted march or has written march is there a way out or should we then prioritize accordingly so uh for academic uh the i mean because academic excellence is one of the criteria that the scholarship the trust judges candidates on uh 
and i think practically it's important because the roads trust the road scholarship is a fully funded scholarship to study at the university of oxford and your oxford applications are independent of your getting the road scholarship which is why the trust needs to look out for candidates that it thinks will actually make it to oxford and oxford has certain very rigorous criteria for academic excellence for admission into its various programs as well so which is why grades do assume significance uh then with respect to sports not at all like sports is definitely not indispensable there are so many people who won the scholarship and who very openly admit that they're not athletic and don't play sports at all because as i said the criteria is to be able to show that you've used your energies to the fullest and that is a very broadly worded criteria you could have used your energies to the fullest through literally anything so it's just about tying those dots and like connecting those dots for them and making that connection for the committee and it's sports is definitely not indispensable community service too again you don't ha- it doesn't have to be that traditional idea of community service necessarily through your work through whatever you've done you just have to show that you did care about other people while you were doing your work because the scholarship is ultimately uh the trust is looking for people who are passionate about making a positive impact and that's all that you need to be able to demonstrate so there's no one cut out format of community service or that you need to have worked in a particular area you could have worked in any way possible but must have had a positive impact in the community that you can include in the application process fair right. so uh, when we move forward from there and i'm sure that you must have researched on the previous patterns of uh, road scholarship application process and how the committee functions uh, uh, last couple of years how it has worked and then now when we have a pandemic upon us and the entire process must have transformed in one way or the other i assume it must have if it has uh, what are the changes that you must have observed and if those changes were significant enough for you to have made modifications in your application process right so because of the pandemic all our interviews were online which is different from getting the chance to actually interact with the panelists which is something that we missed out on uh, and to also interact with other people who are fine like for finalists or semi finalists at the interview stage again i've heard that that itself although it can be a nerve wracking experience but it also leads to uh, people fostering a lot of friendships so were common like shared stress etc so we missed out on that um but apart from that another change was the introduction of an altogether new interview because they were only assessing us online so they had a third interview this time uh, there was an intermediate interview between the preliminary and the final interview another thing that i heard that they did was talk to um, your referees to get an even clearer idea about the candidates because they wanted to be super thorough uh this year because they want texting us in person apart from that i think uh it was quite unchanged in terms of what the scholarship is looking out for mm-hmm. right right and i think you've already uh, explained about the sops and you've given a very thorough uh, idea as to how one should approach but i think one of my last questions in this segment would be that when we talk about statement of purpose or any essay that we write and you've said that you've jotted down various ideas that you've had over a period of time and finally you compile them 
but there is a presumption that whenever sort of a running narrative in law schools that if you apply for example let's say for any scholarship or any application in the universities outside you must have a story behind you a story that is compelling perhaps emotional in a way i don't necessarily uh, understand that but something a story that must be unique to your profile and something that must convince uh, for road scholarship particularly did you have to craft any such story for yourself or was your statement of purpose just your motivation and inspiration to study in that university i don't think that the two are necessarily unrelated so your motivation often stems from your unique experiences okay. from uh, where you've come from and my personal statement reflected that it reflected mm-hmm. why i was sensitive to certain issues mm-hmm. why my work in even seemingly disparate areas had those intersections and mm-hmm. honestly for me like while working on those areas i wasn't it wasn't a very conscious decision to look out mm-hmm. for those intersections so mm-hmm. thinking about those intersections was an afterthought mm-hmm. it just like i had organically explored my interests at law school and while ruminating about what kind of work i had done i also became aware of uh, those intersections and how mm-hmm. they were tied to my intrinsic motivations for maybe reading the law or taking up those projects in the first place right right um i i do have a follow up question here and i think it's a little sensitive of a question and uh, you may choose not to answer it but the question is that for perhaps someone like me uh, a heterosexual male uh, perhaps coming from a privileged section of the society who does not necessarily have um, any particular grievance uh, to or any such drawback to particularly be passionate about or if i may not have chosen any passion project as of this now uh, this moment do i then have to necessarily look for things that i'm passionate about and then craft my entire profile accordingly or can i generally have passion for law or uh, perhaps let's say civil law if you are going for bcl will that work or should i necessarily work on the other direction um it you can possibly be intentional about the work that you're putting in your how you using your time and efforts but uh, i don't think you can manufacture a motivation for something uh, which is why it's more organic and less artificial and deliberate than that in my opinion at the same time you don't need to have had a grievance but it's just thinking very deeply about what is it that drives you and just thinking about the kind of work that you've done and asking yourself why was it that i took up this work why was it that i chose to do this amongst all the other options that i have we are making decisions uh throughout our life some of those are i mean there are obviously accidents in the middle sometimes we don't have a choice etc but it's thinking about how all of that has shaped you so a good sop is very personal uh it it does speak directly to your unique motivations and inspirations and because the scholarship in particular is looking for people who are passionate about making a positive change then i think like it's important to have had something that you cared about and that you applied yourself to and that you worked towards consistently mm-hmm. 
wonderful thank you so much for answering that question uh, sort of answer, like it's really solves one of the biggest problems or perhaps a query that most of the students have when it comes to the so called manufacturing of your passion which you don't necessarily have to do you can really be passionate about something and can that can be reflected in your sop perfect so my last set of questions for you is firstly when we talk about road scholarship what is your future game plan that you might have thought about and you might have approached uh roads with that game plan uh is it academia or do you plan on doing something else afterwards yeah i mean if you have figured out from my answers so far i'm not a super planned person i'm not a very rigid planned person i mm-hmm. am flexible and open to mm-hmm. opportunities i do have some uh, ideas about the subjects mm-hmm. that i'm interested in right now i'm just very very eager to refine my craft and to engage deeply with the material and professors and peers and learn at mm-hmm. oxford for now uh, right. obviously there are things on my radar but i don't have like a very specific concrete plan to do this by 24 25 i'm mm-hmm. open and flexible to well that is incredibly comforting uh, particularly because you don't necessarily need to have a proper game plan till you 30 in order to sit for roads you can simply be passionate about the subjects of laws and then perhaps just like any other law student figure it out on the way is that what you suggesting perfect so last question that i have for you is perhaps something that i also personally want to know um is that when you look back on your years in law school and when a junior comes up to you like me and asks you that is there any suggestion that you would like to give to someone who wants to min- perhaps maneuver through law school in a better manner or uh, make the best out of law school what in your opinion that could be that suggestion would be i would say try different things use the time that you get very very uh, i mean it, it can be put to use very nicely because you get a lot of time and space for growth in law school so uh, and i hope that you will find something that you enjoy and can also excel at but the only way to find that authentically is to be open to trying different things in the first place i would also say that do remain in touch with your hobbies that's something that i think really helped me throughout uh, law school so whether it's playing a sport or uh you know art for instance i i was a part of many sports teams in my college and also a part of the poetry club in college so just things like these that help you unwind at the end of the day they're very important to keep you centered and to help you remain honest to yourself and finally don't judge your successes or failures by other people's yardsticks everyone has very different and unique constraints and motivations at all points of time so yeah don't get too bogged down by pressure and i hope you'll figure it out right perfect i think this is uh, the kind of advice that everyone uh, especially my peers need in law school with the kind of situations that are now changing the market and now that we have to really worry about our employability especially coming from law school <laughs> but nonetheless uh, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation anupriya i think anyone who tunes into this conversation will really enjoy and learn more and more about this entire really tedious very hard uh, and a very exclusive sort of a uh, application process that road scholarship 
needs and the qualifications that it requires and i think they could really learn from you and from your time from your experience thank you so much if you have any closing remarks for our listeners thank you so much for having me and for listening in and i hope you stay safe and take care absolutely thank you so much